you know, Joe, every time I look at you, I can't help but remember that for you, my friend, this price. And <laughs> it, I always start to think about that when, when I see your beautiful face. Oh, and so I have a deal for you. For you, my friend, let me tell you about this unbelievable deal, all right? Joe, you as a as a financial advisor, a very smart businessman, right? Let me just let me know if this makes smart business sense, all right? Imagine a system where you pour money into something and the more you invest, the more it rewards you. Would you would you think that that's an intelligent system? Yeah, that sounds uh, familiar. <laughs> How about this? What if for that very system, there was, let's call it, let's call it a promo code, just throwing it out there. Something that could save you even more money on your purchases. Would you agree that's probably a smart business decision? 100%, 100%. I see the way you're dressed now. I know you're a man who likes to look good. That, that's fair. That's a fair statement. <laughs> very fair. Very fair. So would you say, and I'm gaslighting you here, would you yeah. say in your professional financial advisor opinion <laughs> that ElmontYouthSoccer.com, a website that does all of these things, the more you buy, the more you save, a promo code to save yourself some money and superlative quality. Would you agree with me that this is an intelligent business decision to go to ElmontYouthSoccer.com? It is the only decision, my friend, that only decision. I love it. I love you it. You heard it there. You heard it right there from a man who can approve you for a mortgage on your home. This is like <laughs> top of the line business executive. We do big business here at the Jersey <laughs> Podcast. No, when, not you that go, when you go to ElmontYouthSoccer.com and enter the promo code TJW10, for you, my friend, that is the deal for you. TJW10 to save yourself even more money you can buy any jersey that you can think of. And I know this is a soccer show, but it doesn't just include soccer. That includes basketball. That includes football. That includes some other stuff as well. Listen, ElmontYouthSoccer.com really does have it all. It is the epitome of quality, and it is where you need to go. ElmontYouthSoccer.com. Use the promo code TJW10 at checkout to save yourself even more money. That being said, on the note of superlative quality, here is episode number 120 of the Jersey Wall Podcast. Nathan, bro, we've been doing this for a while, brother. This is great. I'm actually uh, really happy to be here today. Uh, thanks for having me on, Nay. Joe, it's my um, absolute pleasure, man. Like, I'm bro. so happy to have you here. And honest to God, I, I don't know what episode it is. So yeah. I have to check. Yeah, make sure. Make <laughs> I sure really have to it. check. Because <laughs> we've been doing this for so It is 120. 120, eh? Oh, that's episode, a good episode to be on. I like bro, that. That's a, that's a nice episode to bring that's you back nice for, episode, man. Yeah, that's bro. the no. last possible minute of regulate of, of <laughs> added time, bro. That means next week we move on to penalties, dude. Oh, wow, bro. That's wow. crazy. That's oh, crazy. my God. Wow. First of all, it's been around forever, man. How are you doing? I like I'm your good. background today. Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. I'm always lost, so I had a space background today. Because I'm always in space, you know? There you um, go, bro. But yeah, bro, thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Uh, what else? What was I going to say, bro? How are you doing? How are you doing? Bro, I'm good. I got to say, I like, can I, and this is the tech nerd in me here, and this is going to sound like the most basic tech nerd analysis ever. I learned in a class in sport media years and years and years ago that the most underrated feature of a broadcast is the audio. Okay, because if an audio is off in a broadcast, it it just like taints it. And it's true, right? You watch a, if you watch Correct. a broadcast, right? And let's say you're watching a game with commentary and it's slightly delayed, right? Mm -hmm. Or or there's an echoing sound in the background, right? You're like, this is this sucks. But you know when something's really crisp, 
it adds to the experience. And your audio quality today, Joe, is on par with Elmont Youth Soccer and the Jersey Wall. Like, it's oh. up there in terms of top quality content. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm telling you, it's that gaming headset. I want to make sure I'm loud and clear when I'm uh, cussing them out online. So, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's huge. Don't get me wrong. I can't even hear myself, like, think, let alone speak. But you know bro. what? It's, I'm glad it's working out. It's the quality to get you locked in and ready to to give your hot takes. And to be honest, there's as much like Mina is my best friend. We love recording together, but love nobody it. has hotter takes on planet Earth than you, except for your brother. Actually. <laughs> Mark is crazy. Hold maybe on. one I, day. I actually, yeah, <laughs> maybe one day. I don't know if my Jersey like <laughs> listeners can actually handle his hot takes. Before we even get into what we're going to talk about today, can you just give me an example of some of the hottest takes your brother's presented? Just so we know we have the right Alashkar brother on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, my take is not this, guys. I do not uh, <laughs> condone. I don't like, I don't think the way he thinks. But This is not the opinion of the Alashkar. Not, no, this not is Mark's opinion. Mark's opinion. He right. is a individual sole proprietorship, you know. Um, but <laughs> He does not speak on behalf of Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. You get yeah. the Funky Bunch has a different opinion. Marky Mark has this absurd opinion please this mark uh thinks that sir alex ferguson is not even a top 10 manager was it top 10 or top five either way i don't know bro but either way putting him outside of that debate means you can't even like you just tune out right there bro and he's he's deluded he is a deluded man but uh but yeah you know what i i think nathan maybe one day you can give him a shot Actually, not. Nah, you can't. There's no way. He's so It'll deluded. Be, it would be an interest. It probably wouldn't be a full episode. Maybe a YouTube segment. So I don't I, think we could handle more than that. I uh, think, <laughs> I think episode 150, it's Mark versus Mina on a Chelsea versus United oh, debate. wow. That's good. That's huh? a good episode. Yeah. That's good. See, 150 seems like far away, right? It still would yeah. be like almost 30 weeks away. But you know what we could do? We'll, we'll have to find in the calendar the next time that there's a big United versus Chelsea game. Correct. And the lead up to that game, like the week before, yeah. we'll just do a full-on United first. That would be, and I'll just moderate. Yeah. Don't even talk. I love I'll that. just propose suggestions because I would love to hear how Mina assesses. There's <laughs> no way. I have some pretty ludicrous takes. I mean, it's like, <laughs> shut up, man. Get the hell out of here. I know, With I know, those I know. takes, those would be absolutely absurd. Mark's and, got takes, bro. Stephen A. Smith type takes, you know? That's <laughs> well, like, he watches, it's, that's it, man. He watches too much first take. And, uh, <laughs> and so we just have to disregard it altogether. Now, that's exactly it. Can I mention something to you? If you hear about, and usually I would never, like I said, audio quality content is like super important. Hence the Jersey Wall podcast. You might hear a smoke alarm in the background today because there are two dingbats in the kitchen downstairs. I'm not going to shout out who they are (laughs) cooking downstairs. And like I got out of the shower and since I've been in the shower, maybe 20 minutes ago, the smoke detector has gone off three times. And I don't know what the hell it is that they're cooking. But for me, as Master Chef Ney, it, it pains chef. me that something is burning enough to have to light up the, the smoke detector not once, not twice, but three times, bro. And bro, don't worry. Third time's the charm. That means it's not going off no more, bro. Trust me. And if Dude, it goes it, off, 10 bucks on me. I'll buy you shawarma next time. It, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what it's going to be? I'm going to be like deep into a thought, right? I'm going to be talking about how Bernardo Silva is the best player in the world. And then you're just going to see this Jonathan David jersey start to catch fire. And then slowly but surely, they're all going to go up and, and you're going to be like, nay, yo, I don't mean to interrupt you, but your house is on, fire, on fire right now. And then I'm going to have, no, I'm going to have to run away. <laughs> oh my God, bro. No, no, no. God forbid. God forbid. But uh, bro, I hope that. Yeah, if we hear an alarm, you know, that's the end of the podcast. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> bro, no, literally, that's it, man. If it is, I'm gonna have to do some I'm gonna it's gonna take me longer to do the edits. And then I'm gonna be like, <laughs> you dummies, what are you doing, man? I know, anyway. I know, bro. It's okay. Joe. Tell me. Joe, you know what we're gonna talk about today? 
Yeah, I know exactly what we're now, going to talk about. Loosely what we're going to talk about, because, you know, we, we conduct some silly activity here on the Jersey Wall podcast, and every once in a while, we'll get off topic, mm-hmm. and we'll hope that we find our way back. But I have to start this conversation today. I can't start the show with me talking, right? I have you on the show, which means I got to start with you talking. Now, at the time of recording this, Chelsea, our third in the prep. And consider this episode, guys, if you're just, you know, if you're listening to it kind of sporadically, casually, what are you guys actually going to talk about today? We're basically going to examine the two races in the Premier League. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, this is kind of, I've, I've proposed this before in other leagues, right? Sometimes, like last year, oftentimes even with Ligar. And, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Ligar. I say just because there isn't a title race doesn't mean there's not another race, you know, for, for the, for, you know, for the other correct, spots in the correct. league. Now, what we have here in the Premier League, and everybody listening will know, is a three-horse race, which is going to be an absolute classic, right? Like assuming, and knock on wood, we assume, because we want to see it as competitive as possible, full fitness, squad retention, everybody's all good till the end of of the line. We're going to see an absolute nail-biter, I would imagine. And we're going to talk about that top three race. Uh, But what we're also going to talk about is the race for the rest of the spots right four five and six right i think I it's think, four five right or is six now a thing well isn't like the conference league a thing oh, oh <laughs> right like don't people yeah. still want to be a top six team yeah i guess or is so. that just no it might just be because i have a bet against somebody that arsenal's not going to finish top six but i oh. do want to revisit that sixth debate but yeah four five and six are still um, Correct. At least for me, at because I have I have vested interest in Arsenal not finishing sixth, <laughs> right? <laughs> finishing outside of that. So we can we can get to that too. Yeah, yeah. But as we start our recording here, I want to start with Chelsea, and I want to start with your opinion on how the squad has lived up. And this is where we'll start, right? We can talk about the Chelsea game. We can talk about everything. How the squad has lived up to your expectations of it going into the season? Yeah. Um... You know, to be honest with you, I'm going to be honest. I, th- I think they've lived up to expectation. Now, um, you know, Tom, Tommy Tuchel, this is this is technically, uh, he hasn't even completed one year yet. So no. um, that's, it's great. You know, we got, I think we have the best defensive record. I'm not sure anymore. Uh, after the 3-2 defeat, defeat over West Ham, right. I was like, you know, we've conceded a lot the past three games and our defense has been shaky, very shaky. But then again, mm. That's also due to individual performances, which I'll get on in right. a bit. But you know what? Look, we're we're third place now. There's a two point difference between us and you. Uh, this is yep. this this league, this season's gonna be like you said, an absolute classic, man. Like it's gonna be. I haven't seen this competitive like of a season in a very very long time, to be honest. Yeah. It's either a two horse race or nothing. One guy's like flying through. Right. But three three horse race, and uh, I'm I'm very excited. This is going to be great, and it's good for the league. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, I want Chelsea to win and everything. Of course. But but it's uh, I'm I'm very happy. I'm happy with Tuchel. Uh, you know, we 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 defeated. I'll get on. I'll get on the West Ham game in a second, and the United game actually. Right. But. Um, but like from the beginning of the uh, beginning of the season up until before the United game, I think we were doing fantastic. You know, we were holding first for a while, and you know, to shade to Chelsea, I mean to Liverpool and City. You know, they got they got they they do have better attacks than us. Let's be real mm-hmm. here, if I'm being honest. Maybe defensively, I feel we're better. Uh, midfield, you know, it could be a debate for another day. But you know, attacking wise, Mohamed Salah is probably the best best forward yeah only one team has Salah right yeah, like, exactly. and, and they have 
almost what 14 more goals mm. than either but 10, 10 you know, yeah, at least yeah. 10 more goals than either of us you know so yeah liverpool's firepower is, is unreal you know funny enough yeah you know even the goal difference is very very similar to us as well you know compared to us three um bernardo silva's having a season you know i'll get on that later we'll bro get to that. You, yeah. we'll get to that but we'll get to that. just touching on the West Ham game, man, honestly, Please. I'm I'm very, very disappointed that they was, you know, I understand that we've had a lot of injuries with the midfield. Um, yeah. You know, of course, losing out on Conte is a big thing. But, you know, also having the fact that Jorginho is, I assumed was fit, but apparently he's been playing with a backache for a while um, or a hip ache or something. But, you know, right. it's. It, it's it's very unfortunate you know we were leading we started actually no we got i think we got conceded on for no we were leading tiago silva scored and yeah. let me let me just add on tiago silva man like world class bro like world yeah, he's still I, up there he's up there man I he think, hasn't he hasn't taken that i mean he's obviously not what he was like at ac milan yeah. or like early no, days no, of PSG, right because that was that was like generational talent center back but he no he's no slouch yeah yeah i'd still put him up there you know with the top six maybe top five center backs he's played at the club, to be honest, because wow. he's just, he's just quality and he yeah, saved I us so many fair. points and uh, mm. t- clearances, even that game, you know, uh, line clearance, he's done that twice yeah. this season. So fantastic. And you know, our Rudiger man, you know, pay the guy, you know, he's doing very well, very well. I mean, now, within reason. Within, this, yeah. I'm here. I'm hearing some of this dude's contract demands are like Raheem yeah, Sterling asking. I'm like, okay, no. bro, like relax. 300k, you know, it's a yeah. bit too much, but I feel like we can get the contract sorted out. Christensen, yeah. you know, 25, 26, he's very good, and he's had a good season. I, look, look, defensively, I think we're okay. Now, obviously, we have that tractor as left wing back right now, Alonso. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, can't defend. Can't <laughs> a, probably can attack, but you know, on the wing, he's given me a heartache. You know. Um, yeah. And I, it, it leaves us vulnerable. I, I'll touch that on the United game, actually, and the Watford game. They were, uh, I think, no, not United. The Watford game, they were abusing the left-hand side where Alonso was at mm. for obvious reason. Because if you're going on Reese James, bro, he's going to body you through the whole freaking stadium. Yeah. So, and Reese James has been fantastic this season. Now, on back to, back to the West Ham game, honestly, the midfield of Jorginho and Loftus-Cheek, you know, it just didn't work. Um, you know, Loftus-Cheek, as much as I love him, I think uh, when it comes to a gen press, the, what we demand from him, which is pressing on the attackers or def- pressing on players in general, he lacks in that big time. You know, and right. you can even see it where if he just had a little bit more oomph and went attacking the player, it would have right. been, it would have taken the ball or at least put more pressure. But because yeah. of that, it gave them the opportunity to play through the midfield and pass up. Now, Jorginho, on the other hand, it's, you know, atrocious individual mistakes. I mean, no matter what, if yeah. you're, if you have a hip or I don't know what's working, you know, buddy, you're going to play like Stoke, clear the ball out. Don't yeah. pass it back. Don't try to retain possession. You know, I don't this think is, you're Riyad Mahrez, bro. No. <laughs> get that touch when it's a million miles up million and miles just away. control no, it. No. Now yeah. I understand, like I'm, I'll put it, for example, the United game where he was the last person to touch the ball. Now, in my opinion, that's on Tuchel. He should have never been there. I right. don't think Jorginho should have been the last man back. It should have yeah. either been one of our center backs. It's usually I mean, a fullback. Yeah. Usually a, right? uh, yeah. A fullback or a center back. Center back. But we have a lot of defenders to put yeah. there, you know? And it's kind of... it's. It's very unfortunate, but it's also like, come on, bro. You know, like you shouldn't, that shouldn't have happened. Now, when it came to, to Jorginho's touch, it's an atrocious touch, man. You know, you left yeah. Mendy in the freaking, 
in the middle of the desert without water, bro. This is yeah. terrible. And freaking 007 Sancho's dumbass scored like a goal <laughs> like, from all the people to score. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I was furious, bro. I was furious. We had that. We should have had that in the bag. Yeah. Um. Then we go back to the Southampton game. Another mistake. with He has Jorginho, as much as I love him, and he has like 90% pass accuracy. It's probably because the, the, the player is right next to him. Because his passes... Yeah, the short passing game. The short passing is not even strong enough, bro. Let alone mm. a, a long pass. And then when he did, he gave it to Mendy. And let me tell you, man, this game, this was Mendy's worst game. And, you know, it's hard to be world-class. Yeah, West Ham. Mendy's yeah, yeah, worst yeah. game at the club. It's hard sure. to be world-class every single game. And I'm not blaming him. And well, you know and it, not only that, but, like, you can't, you know, it's it's yeah. the De Gea syndrome almost from a few years ago. Like, you can't yeah. rely on your keeper to bail yeah. you every time. And Chelsea's is pretty good, but Mendy has faced a lot of a lot, shots. And a he's lot. Faced a lot of shots, yeah, too. Yeah, He's fantastic. He's fantastic. Yeah, you he know? really is. God God knows what happens when Kepa's in, but I hope he, he does <laughs> well, you know? But, yeah, Mendy had an atrocious game, bro. Another another situation where you should have just cleared the ball, bro. Be stoked. I don't give a shit. But just clear hmm. the freaking ball because what he did, everything. Like, you could have pointed out five mistakes in a matter of, like, a minute. Or, like, 30 seconds. You could point out five mistakes that happened there. And that's what is costing Chelsea. Individual right. mistakes like these are costing us points. So, so. Th this is a good spot for me to interject here. Because I want to I want to poke at some of those in particular. And why those individual mistakes might be coming to light now. Uh -huh. um, I guess a good place to start is with, with Jorginho. Do you think that the pressures of being like a Ballon d'Or candidate and being revered as, or supposed to be revered as one of the best midfielders in the world yeah. is getting to him mentally because I, there's, me, there's something like yeah. you have to being in this space, there's stuff that comes with the territory. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if he's ever had, well, I do, you know, we know he's never had to deal with those kinds of pressures. Correct. Do you think that influencing his, his performance? Uh, I'm going to tell you straight up, Nathan, absolutely not. What the pressure okay. is actually is just pressure from other players. People mm. haven't seen Jorginho as long as I have, okay? Right. I know Jorginho under pressure can sometimes be very good, sometimes very shit, yeah. just like Gattuso said, <laughs> Just okay? like Gattuso said, yeah. So it, that's it. It's not, no, I'm the third in Ballon d'Or, even though he finessed the hell out of that, don't get me wrong, yep. you know, but he is, he's a professional, okay? We've seen him in the big stages twice this season, and he won the both. So, no, it's just pressure. He's always the last man, and he's either that or, like, the pressure of the other player. When he sees two players come by, he wants to pass it back. And then when we're, we're doing the stupid freaking Frank Lampard thing, where we're passing at the back again, okay, they're pressuring us, and I understand we're trying to soak in the pressure, but then it's when you have Jorginho there passing it to Mendy with a shit pass like that, it's yeah. just it's just on him. That's not on like, oh, I'm the third place Ballon d'Or guy. No, that's none of yeah. that. It's an individual mistake. End of. That's it. So you don't want to give him the excuse, like you. you oh don't, no, you no, can't no. have the the built. Oh well, it's the no, pressure. No, no. Like I can't handle it. No, it's like no. Yes, you can. I've no, seen you do it. Figure it out. Figure right? it out. That's it. Yeah. You know, two game. It's it is unfortunate that three games in a row he had two unfortunate mistakes. Yeah. But then again, you know, there's no excuse for the mistakes he he committed at that point. You know. Yeah, and not, not to mention, like as you know, right? Like individual mistakes can cost you titles, right? Like Correct. especially when it's super close. If you have those kind of giveaways, yeah. And I don't want to like single out Jorginho, but it's true, right? No, he, it is. He caused a lot of the mistakes in the past yeah. few games where Chelsea haven't got the result. Exactly. Where if he would have been better, then you know, the, 100%. The result might have been look, 
look, the thing is, like, Tuchel came out after the West Ham game and said, you know, for a couple of games, he's been he, – we need, we need a midfielder, man. You know, Saul is shit. Let's yeah. be real. I'm going to be honest. I want to talk about very... him. I want to I spend a lot of time on Chelsea's yeah, midfield. that's fine. I want to no. talk about Saul too. But I want to talk about, before we bring up Saul, I want to revisit Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Yeah. Because, like, he's actually pretty good on the ball. He is. Like, he his is. quality on the ball is actually… Very good. Very good. Like, fairly good, right? Like, yeah, not yeah. like, wow, this dude needs to be no, a no, no. The team, But just like, damn. Like, yeah. you know, he, he can carry the ball. Like, he can do some stuff. And I respect that about him. But… You're right. I think his weakness is in what you said there with the press and the developing the relentless energy. And I think that it's easy to become complacent if he's more fitting the Jorginho profile of midfielder and yeah. then Kovacic and Conte are the other, right? Yes. When you have Chelsea's midfield, which on in one scenario can be the most energetic midfield on planet Earth, where it seems like their midfielders are everywhere and nowhere. Correct. Right? Because yeah. Kovacic and, and Conte and cover Conte. every blade of grass. Yeah. Whereas Jorginho and Loftus-Cheek are more tempo-setting midfielders who can carry the ball well and, and distribute it well enough, but who don't necessarily have that same relentless press and, and you know coverage of the whole pitch, which when you're playing in a midfield two in a system that's very wide, yeah. you have to have midfielders who, who have tremendous energy in there. You know what, Nathan? That's spot on, bro. That's it. You know, we have two of two midfielders of the similar profile playing in the same position. You know, two mm. center mids. You always need the workhorse. Always, no matter what. Yeah. If you have eight defenders or the back in the back, or like five, you know. So yeah. the we've lost big time. When Kovacic got injured, I was disappointed because Kovacic was on fire, man, on fire. Yeah. And you know, losing a world class player like N'Golo Conte is never easy as well. So when no, you look, you know, funny enough, you know, midfield beginning of the season, the midfield options were endless. Now they're yeah. not. You know, we yeah. have three options. Literally, in total, three options. Now, thankfully, today I read somewhere on Twitter that Kovacic is back. But, you know, I just want him to heal a little bit, you know. Yeah, you don't want to rush so, especially for his role. You don't want to rush him back with, into the Without team a doubt. It's a very injury. demanding, very demanding role for Conte yeah. and Kovacic both. But, you know, let me tell you, if there's anyone in the world I'd want to play that role, it's those two right now. They're Absolutely. unbelievable. So, I, I, I think, you know... It, it's something Tuchel has to tackle. And I definitely understand, but I, I still feel personally that there's no excuse for what happened on the West Ham game because we had it in the bag. You know, we had right. it in the bag. Um, and it's kind of a fluke. So it, like, realistically, yeah. if it was a draw, because I'll tell you what, Jared Bowen has, pro has caused some oh, problems, right? But very People are problems. so concerned with Mikel Antonio because the form he's picked up and the physicality of him yeah. that Jared Bowen is a little lightning bolt who just... Yeah. His agility is unreal, and he just smashes first time, and boom. You're like, what, where did that come from, man? He's becoming yeah. a real menace. And he is, I, he I, is. Like, we'll get to him when we talk a little bit more about West Ham. Yeah, definitely. With Chelsea in particular, I think, like, th the fact is, as much as you guys probably could have and should have won that game, to lose via, like, a, fr a fluke goal, right? A freak yeah, muscle. Yeah, yeah. That was a cross, that goes, What are you going to do, man? Uh, like, it just looped, right? It was just his XG uh, for that game was 0 0.02. Right, yeah. like the advanced analytics determined he had no business scoring that because it wasn't he wasn't even really trying to. Even Mendy was looking like, okay, where's it going? It's like, oh, yeah, damn, I yeah. get back. Like I said, you know, it was Mendy's worst game, and he should yeah. have definitely was pushing up the line a bit too much because he was even confident that it wasn't going to go anywhere near. Yeah. But you know what? Masuaku was the guy who scored, right? Yeah. Masuaku is such a shit player, though. Like, you don't expect <laughs> it. so it's it's a problem. Yeah. No, it, it really is. No, it's you know? true. And, and the other thing, I think Mendy at times can get a little bit. 
I don't want to say overconfident because I think that's a criticism. Oh, no, 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 no. Listen, let me tell it's you. It's just, wait, it's that his arms are so long <laughs> that at times I think he can, and I'm not even joking, like yeah. he, Kevin Durant in net is sitting there Correct. with his long ass arms. And I think he can, he can afford to be a little bit more out of position than some other keepers because his reach, his ability to get to places is better than other keepers. And that might be a knock on his positioning. It, clearly, we saw it on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. But I think you almost have to give him the benefit of the doubt a lot of the time because the positions he occupies are better for the follow-up and he trusts his own arm length to be able to, to get there. Correct. You know what? You're right. Um, I always say this. Every time Mendy gets the ball, turns into Mendinho. He wants to do some next <laughs> stuff. He wants to go out the box. I don't know what. Yeah. Overconfidence is, yeah. is Achilles heel. I'm telling mm. you from now because I know I see it. But you know what? Then again, I look at it. I ask myself, what is there not to be overconfident about, man? Yeah. This guy saves impeccable I mean, stuff. But like, then things. again, it, the thing it's it's the I think, and it's he's not the only keeper guilty of it. A lot of keepers who are really good shot stoppers get overconfident in other aspects of the game. And Mendy is not the most technically gifted player, right? He's just a very good shot stopper, right? Whereas somebody like Ederson is the inverse, right? Ederson is like so good on the ball and playing with his feet. (laughs) And then he's what he's bad at or not great at or his biggest, his his, uh, fatal flaw is that his saving, his positioning for saves is is often off off of it because he's so, you know, like the way he plays with his feet, right? But then again, you know, Nathan, like... you're a freaking goalkeeper. This is the only yeah. thing I want you to be good at. I don't care yeah. if you're good yeah, on yeah. the ball, brother. It's true. This is yeah. this is you know in, in this in the Tuchel system in, in, in the Tuchel in Pep system true. you have to be. But you like, have to be, yeah. But yeah. this is like the new generation of football where Klopp 100%. and Pep, like you know, back then, you're telling a goalkeeper pass out the back. Are you deluded? No. Yeah. Way, every time man. the ball's going no back way. to him, just you're blast it up. The field. You're blasting up. Chuck used yeah. to do that. Chuck still does. You know, he yeah. and he was a freaking crazy keeper. He was so good. Yeah. But um, you know. I'm I'm just gonna forward a bit to the offense now. I was just gonna back. say no. Yeah. It's a perfect segue. That's yeah. where I wanted to take it next. Was was with the offense because and let me set it up a little first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I want I want controlled chaos. I want organ. I want you to be a buzzsaw in the direction that I point you towards Definitely, and just tear it yeah. apart. Definitely. So <laughs> particular as it relates to so let me let me start with this. Okay, in the summer you remember we did our our preview episode for the upcoming season. Yeah, and you know, we were looking at, okay, well, how do we think the top four race is going to go? And basically my analysis for city and we'll segue to city in a second was all these teams got what they were missing more or less city got Grealish great, but didn't get their striker, which is what they needed. Right. So is the gap between city and every other team so far ahead that they can go without having, without addressing their problem and all the other clubs can and city still be better than them. Right. However, Chelsea's problem hasn't quite been addressed. Because even though they went out and got their striker, Lukaku has either not been fit or not been good enough when playing, right? Mm-hmm. And bro, the vindic- this is like a vindication episode, okay? Because like with my, with my Bernardo Silva and my Lukaku things, I can probably go through this episode and be like, I was right about that. I was right about that. Tell me, uh, and we'll get to Bernardo, but about Lukaku. D- describe to me how you feel about Lukaku and how he's performed. And then I'll kind of you know, um, speak, speak about it a little bit too. I, I love Lukaku. And yeah. I think, uh, honestly... He's he's just been injured. That's it. You know yeah. the Belgium game where he got injured. It was a while ago now, man. He's missed like four or five games. I think that's yeah. a lot, man. That's a lot in a title race, and you can feel losing him because when he was playing, he was, man, he he was crazy, man. Like he he could do nothing the whole game and score two goals and the most important goals. Yeah. Like the problem is is the Tuchel system 
don't we don't service him enough and when right. we do it's such a pathetic it's it's individual performances then again you know crossing the ball and and stuff like that this should be his thing but like we're, we're he's not that it. type of player. It's we're, weird. Yeah. He's a big man who's like not a target man. Yeah, it's kind a of a weird. It's a weird thing for him. He's a think, great center forward where he holds yeah. up the play and you know holds the ball and it drifted wide. Fantastic, bro. I think he's yeah. one of the best in the business. He added that. that in Italy, right? His oh, link up play definitely. has become has be, he he added that, but he hasn't been. I'll be honest with you, Joe. Like it's been a while since we've seen him play. Yeah. But even before that, I think the expectations when. And it's not even his fault, right? It's just the expectations yeah. when a new player comes to a club is that they're going to do everything, right? Especially oh, with a club answer. like Chelsea, man. You have right. to perform. And but because you know he what? hasn't scored, yeah. you know, 15 goals in the primary, people are like, oh, listen, like maybe he's not what they were living up to be. And I kind of agree, but you're right. A large in part is because he has been injured. What even are you going to do? Even the times he was playing. He comes yeah. on for 45 minutes. Brother, he's still healing an inju- injury. He's, yeah. He didn't even... Did, Tuchel doesn't want to put him in. I know Tuchel doesn't want to put him in. But we got Timberland Boots, Timo Werner yeah. up front. <laughs> he who's gave him the boots. The, Lukaku gave him the boots. <laughs> gave him the boot. So you have to do something, you know. And fair play yeah. to Tuchel trying to switch it up. But like, you know, he needs... You need to rest that. You need to... But I think, listen, the game over the weekend or Zenit, when we play on Wednesday, he's going to start. Yeah. He has to start yeah. one of the games and he's going to play 100%. I think he's back now. This is like... Like, is, is, is he it. back to fitness? Yeah, I think he's like... He, he, when he played on West Ham, I think it was 60 or 70, you know? For okay. for the for the thing we're asking him to do, I don't think you have... You have to be at least 80. Um, right. It's hard, man. Uh, we're not finding goals up front. It is what it is. This yeah. is it because... Yeah, Reese James. We've scored... Players. Yeah, bro. He's you know, getting so involved. Not only Reese James, you know, 13 goals from defenders is kind of, you know, yeah, like, you know, true. you're taking well, I mean, a you're a big here, team, bro. right? Yeah, we are. You're a big are. team, right? So yeah. for set pieces and stuff, like, it, true. but then again, you no, do, but you're then glad again, bro, that, the, like, that the goals are coming from everywhere yeah. and that everyone can contribute, but you still want your guy to be up there. Yeah, And I definitely. think when Lukaku definitely. gets back, the expectations are only going to be higher yeah. because, and this is kind of the problem, right? With, with, with the media in England in particular. Yeah. And this is what got him last time, right? Like the the per- perception equals reality. And quite frankly, if he has like a low key fifteen goals, and it's all that Chelsea need to win the title, that's it. I still think people will be will be critical and say, "Yeah, but you know what? He wasn't. He didn't. He you know look at all these yeah. chances he squandered. He didn't get the the thirty goal season. You know yeah. all, all this stuff. And I think that it gets to him. I think that gets in his head a little bit. And to be honest, while I like the center forward attributes that he added in Italy, I still think, and you know, again, it's the change in play. It's the change in system that he still has it it feels like when he's getting a little nervous in games because he's not like maybe he squandered a chance or something that he reverts back to an older version of himself which is a player that his touch starts to go a little bit cuz he loses his concentration yeah, yeah. he gives the ball away you know it, poorly or then he's chasing people down but he's just getting dragged out of position like the criticism of him will always be there because he's going to revert to that player whenever he's not delivering i think he just needs the confidence to be able to just show up after 90 minutes and put it in and be like, done. That's exactly it. You know what? I do know Lukaku gets in in, in his head a lot. Like all the yeah. time, you know, even yeah. when you can even see it on TV, when he, he squandered a chance and we were nil-nil or 1-1 against Southampton or something like that. I can't remember the game. And you could see he was so mad. And you know what he does? He scored two goals right afterwards right. when the floodgates opened. I think it was against Villa. Um, but... This is something for this is something for Chelsea, even Tuchel, to just you know fix. It, we we'll fix you, bro. Like I have faith in in Lukaku, and I think he's gonna be a superstar. And you know the season is far from over right now. You know, on the other hand, 
Uh, Timo Werner, as much as I love him, and you know, we can talk about the positional play of him, like dragging out defenders yeah, and yeah. all. His importance you know, offensively versus op- doesn't. I don't think it outweighs what he doesn't do to score goals. Like yeah, you know, just score, it's too up. much. It's too much yeah. now, and the decision making when it comes to you know the last play, it's atrocious, man. You know. Yeah. On the other hand, when I see Kai Havertz, Kai Havertz right now on the center forward position provides us so much more than even yeah. Lukaku and Werner because he comes in and he puts that pressure. Kai Havertz yeah. is not a lazy player, man. No. Kai Havertz puts the pressure. He goes after the ball. And even when he gets the ball, he's, his touch on the ball, he's fantastic. He's yeah, a very he's good, really good quality. He's a though. very good on-the-ball player. Even head aerially, he's there. He's tall. So, yeah. Yeah. So when, when he, he starts to fill out too, he'll be a great player, man. So when we when halftime kicked in and we lost him because of that injury, yeah. That's you know, then again we score they scored two goals, you know, and one of them was a fluke, but then you could see that attacking wise, we just weren't there, we weren't at that gear. And you know, Mount is a fantastic player, and now he started getting numbers, but I know what Mount does and he he doesn't need numbers to show what he can yeah, get, provide exactly. to the thing. So you know, we have a lot of players, and I'm going to give a small shout-out to Hakim Habibi Ziyech. You know, he's he's, <laughs> he's actually, like, he's put it in work, man. I'm going to give it yeah. to him because this guy would not press for his life. Now he's mm. pressing because he knows that, yo, if you're not pressing, man, January is next month. <laughs> don't think we'll freaking blink. We'll think twice about selling yeah. you. 40 million, 30 million. We don't give a shit, bro. We're Chelsea. Yeah. We don't care, man. <laughs> we true. don't care. So... But he's doing it. He's put it in work, and I'm very happy for him, and I'm really happy he's doing it. But, you know, as much as Timo Werner's put it in work and stuff, there's there's, there's times, like, you need to finish that, man. Like, finish your plate. And on the other hand, I know Pulisic is coming back from a very big injury, but, you know, he's very young, very young. But but then again, you know, Pulisic, we know your quality and we know it. And that West Ham game did not reflect the quality Captain America mm. had, to be honest. But overall, for Chelsea, man, to be honest, like the season's yeah, still we'll young. Yeah, we'll wrap on Chelsea here. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The season's still young. Um, I'm excited and I'm confident in my team. You know, we can have a little mishap. And, you know, personally, I prefer having that in the beginning of the season rather than later on, yeah. right? So without mm-hmm. a doubt, I've seen I've seen both times when you have it at the end and in the beginning. So it's okay, you know, bounce back. All we can do, listen, we still play Liverpool and City. You know, those are the two biggest games. Yeah. So we need to go in there like second place. Even if we're first, you have to play every game like you're second. Because technically, yeah. you will be second if you drop right. points, right? It's true. So yeah. so it's a fa- it's a fantastic season. And I think everyone should tune in because this is like you know, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful and season. Obviously, you know, Joe is a Chelsea fan, so we're going to spend a little bit more time on Chelsea yeah, than, yeah. than we typically, as we do with Mina with United and, and yeah, so on yeah. and so forth. We're going to move down, um, you know, across the table now and, and talk. Actually, we're moving up technically, technically because City yeah. are top of the league now. Yeah. You can you can kind of grill me a little bit about City, but we're not going to spend as much time on it. Um, I, I want to talk about Bernardo Silva, obviously, dude. Yeah. And really like the this next kind of segment is Bernardo Silva versus Mo Salah, right? Simple yeah, as. Yeah, yeah. That th- these are the two driving forces of City and Liverpool, respectively. And you know, somebody asked me earlier today, you know, who you got in the in the title race, and you want to back your team, right? You you obviously want to back your team, but yeah. The way that Bernardo's playing right now, I, I look at the team and I'm like, listen, bro, if Bernardo's fit and and Ruben Diaz is fit, like I, I don't know who's stopping City. 
because these players are unstoppable, right? Ruben Diaz doesn't let anything happen at the back. Obviously, they're lapsing concentration or whatever. Like, City will concede a goal, and they haven't kept as many clean sheets, but they have the same amount of goals conceded as you guys, right? So we don't concede often, even if it's in a game. They're all they're all 3-1 wins. And if we win every game 3-1, dude, who can, I'll take that. Every yeah, day yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, obviously. Bernardo Silva, I have been clamoring for, and you know this, to be playing this role in midfield for three years. Yeah. It and, takes up a while. He's a stubborn bitch, but yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like you remember when in City's Centurion season, what he was able to do at that time in yeah. in City's midfield to replace, you know, De Bruyne, and you're like, or playing off the rights, and you're like, dude, this yeah. guy is so good. Like, yeah. holy and then he kind of fell off, right? Like, you know, he had games where he was being worked and rotated in and out of the squad. He was playing at right wing. He was wanted to play in midfield. That was clear. He lost his goal-scoring touch, like, completely. He could not score for his life. And then Gundogan started to hit for him right around last season. And, and this is at the point where you remember, I was saying, like, City were playing 4-2-3-1. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, play Bernardo in the two. Like, and Gundogan was always going to be in the two because he's like, well, he gets forward. He's more of a, you know, yeah. people don't see Bernardo Silva as a right winger playing CDM. But you watch him now. And I was. I did. I said, no, bro, please put him there. And I said, okay, he's lost his goal-scoring touch and, and Gundogan found form. And so you couldn't drop Gundogan. I get it. Yeah. However, if Bernardo had been given that chance in midfield last season, I think we might have seen like the beginning, because you remember I, I would call him this, Luka Modric 2.0, the beginning <laughs> of Bernardo's emergence as Luka Modric. And now we're at a point where Bernardo Silva is the furthest player forward and the and the furthest player back. He's literally not just box to box, but touchline to touchline. Like, yeah. He's covering everything. He's leading the press forward, and then he's next to Rodri in build-up play. And it's so crazy because I love him so much. <laughs> Watching him run the park, run every team out of the park, and now he's starting to add goals too, which he doesn't need. Bernardo Silva does not need goals to prove his worth. Right? You said that about Mount. Yeah. Bernardo Silva is the epitome of that player. Right. Mm-hmm. So Luka Modric figure. Right. Yeah. I, I'm gonna run this game, and I have the De Bruyne esque figure. And De Bruyne's been out for the last little while. But if be we're back. replicating the like ideal midfield trio, right? The one of, of Barcelona of Xavi Iniesta and Busquets or Real Madrid's um, Cruz, Modric, and Casemiro, it's the the midfield trios that have every aspect that you need. You want your ball player, you want your artist, right? Your ball player being your, your passing guru, which is De Bruyne, which is Cruz, which is Xavi, your dribbling artist, which is Iniesta, which is Modric, which is Bernardo. And then you're you're holding the fort down CDM who always cuts passing lanes and is always in the right position and every once in a while knows when to cue players forward. And City had this kind of with, with David Silva and with uh, De Bruyne and with Fernandinho. And now Pep's done it again, right? He's like, no, nah, bro, this is it. And it sucks a little bit for Gundo because Gundo on... And realistically, you know, when City... They could go back to what they did last season where De Bruyne's playing at the center forward spot. I just don't really like De Bruyne being out of the game that much. I think De Bruyne is a player who needs to be on the ball as much as possible, despite how wonderful he was at the false line last season. But and it sucks. It's harsh on Gundogan because he's he was our top goal scorer, right? Him and Foden were were putting in all the goals for the team last year. And City are not a team that rely on defense to score. Correct. Cancelo's been unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. Jean Cancelo's been unbelievable at making left back his own, but he's not really left back. He's like left Who CDM, he's right? Like best. in the Pep says, everybody's so fluid. It's just everybody's yeah. kind of playing everything depending on where the ball is. But Pep tells everybody where to be at all times. And with Bernardo in the heart of it, I think that 
when you have a team as dominant as City who and people are starting to recognize how good Bernardo is, when you have the best player on the best team, you start to put them in discussions of higher-ups. And I've been saying as a Portuguese guy, as a Man City fan, that Bernardo Silva is the best forever. But I think he's genuinely coming to be the best player. And I'm loving every single second of it. What do you think? Uh, Bernardo's having a season, man. Like, honestly. And you know what, Boy. though? I'm not, I'm not really surprised because I knew this. I saw it two, two, three. You remember in the summer? Two seasons. You remember in the summer? Bro, you were telling me. You're like, bro, "Bro, I'm telling you, man, like Laporte and Bernardo. And I'm like, no, I'm going to cry if Bernardo leaves because he's the guy. And people are not giving him the credit for being the guy. You know, he is that guy. You remember that conversation? He was was going to exit. It's just he fought back for his place. It's simple as. That's it. uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know, City was just like, I think we're actually going to hold on to him. And thank God. Imagine City without Bernardo this season. Bro, bro, this is what happens when you lose a freaking championship. Okay, there's like everything, every everything. Ha- bro, I know. Trust me, everything yeah. is like I don't want to leave, and I, everyone's depressed and shit. Shut up, okay? <laughs> yeah, shut up. I don't want to make a habit of it, bro. Yeah, I know. Trust yeah. me, you don't. But Mm-mm. um, but it'll be fine. Like he, I knew he was gonna be good. Monaco, he was sick. Even the first season he came for City, he was amazing. It's just that two pa- the past two seasons, and you know who's that's on Pep. That's not on anybody else. That's yeah. on Pep. It is what it is, you know. Like, if you want to be the best manager in the world, you know, you still can have uh, mishaps, I guess. But, like, um, yeah. I mean, then again, like, man, Bernardo is just class. He's he's levels above. And he makes you say, like, damn, I don't think we need a striker no more. What is this? Yeah, Yo, literally. Like, he makes and, you, know, you say, like, is, is De Bruyne really the best player at Manchester City? <laughs> and, for, and it's so hard because everybody's like, right of course now, he is, bro. Right but now, right no. now, bro? No, no. Dude, no. Bernardo's on Bernardo without, yeah, he's different. It's untouchable. He's untouchable. You know what? Shout out to, um, believe it or not, Gabriel Jesus is still doing. Like hey, he's, he knows his job. In the shape now. of that career, bro. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's it's a little bit frustrating to not have seen that sooner. To be honest, because yeah. Gabby was an excellent striker for a little while. As a, and to be honest, Gabby's criminally underrated. Yeah, okay, I, I know he's yeah. the backup striker to a team without a nine. I get that, right? But what he does on the ball, uh, you know, at times in his career, playing off of Sergio Aguero. He had to, he would do fine. He would get goals when he needed to. You forget. Yeah. Bro, he was the guy who put in the goal for this, for City's 100th point, right? The Centurion season. He put it in, right? Like he has, you know, historical significance to the club, but towards the latter end of his center forward career, now Pep doesn't play him there ever because Bernardo, uh, sorry, not Bernardo, Gabby wants to be so involved in play and on the ball that he drops so far deep. And then City are left saying, like, cutting it back and there's no striker there. And it took a little while to adjust for that because Gabby was everywhere on the pitch, except for in the box where he needed to be. Right. But he's, but what's he good at? He's terrific runner. His energy is absurd. Right. And he's very skilled. And if I told you, bro, Hey, how would you like this for a player? A very skilled technical player with relentless energy playing on the wing. You'd be like, sounds good to me, man. And playing off the right wing, which is where he plays for Brazil. He's been excellent. Right. He covers a lot of ground. He's he's in the right spots. His crossing is pretty freaking good, to be honest. And he's very skilled. So he, he knows how to get the job done. And he's something different from Mares, right? Because Mares always wants to cut in. He's yeah, the inverted yeah, winger, yeah. whereas Gabby wants to skill around and get to the byline. Drift and wide, I like that wide, there's yeah. that kind of alternation. Yeah. You know what? He's he's a uh, it's fantastic. You know, City do look good. They do look good. And like I said, you yeah. know, offensively, all the other teams are better than Chelsea. Now, defensively is the art like yeah. thing. And we can have obviously. this discussion. Yeah, yeah. but like offensively, you know, even the midfield players attacking-wise, they're much better. You know, 
City looked good, man. Well, what else am I going to tell you? And I'm not really surprised, though. They're always good. They've been good for the past, I don't know how many years. So The thing like, is, they're good without their best players being in top form yet. And I think that is something to keep in mind. Because yeah, Foden yeah. hasn't been at his best, right? Because Foden has also been nursing injury, been in and out of the team. Yeah. But when Foden comes back, he is our best center forward at the moment, right? He plays better there than anybody else. Yeah. But also playing off the left, I think he's our best left winger too. Correct, yeah incorporating Grealish into the squad becomes challenging at times because, again, it's like I said, with the price tag, you demand certain things. And but I Pep's don't even system think, isn't uh... really personal often, right? So Grealish, when he comes into the team, he's great at winning fouls, but City aren't good at set pieces, so it doesn't really matter, right? And what Pep wants him to do versus what Grealish wants to do are two very different things, right? Grealish wants to run at people. Pep yeah. doesn't want you to run at people. Pep wants you to get the ball and pass it and then move, right? Stick and move, stick and move. And so you can't drop Grealish because he hasn't been great because then it looks like you're dropping him because of form and then he comes disgruntled, right? Yeah. But it's not that. It's just like, no, everybody has a place and everybody has a job. Yours just isn't in this game, Jack. And when Pep, you know, he was asked about it, he said, listen, I didn't buy Jack Grealish for this season. We bought him to be a, to be a, a staple at Manchester City in the years to come. And Grealish will find his role and he'll understand his role a lot better when Foden and De Bruyne are 100% back into the team because they're always among the first names on the team sheet. And then Grealish will find his role playing at center forward, which he looked excellent at against um, against Watford, but that's not super hard. Yeah. Or on the left, when Pep, you know, system isn't working, he says, okay, Jack, figure it out, man. And then being that kind of game breaker is what Grealish loves to do. And then he can figure out, okay, let me run at people, let me win fouls, let me get to the byline. And his dives look way more believable than Raheem Sterling's dives. Uh, Sterling's yeah, dives, nobody, nobody's hearing any of it, right? Like, because yeah. he's known for that. But you know right. what? The thing is, I feel like, uh, to be honest with you, Nathan, I think Grealish was just brought in on the fact that they thought Bernardo Silva was going to leave. Probably. Because probably. I thought he was out the door, Bro, too. Probably, to be honest. But now you so got both. Now you got both, right? You but know, like... Like you said, a hundred million price tag. You know, you need demand, you demand success. But, but then again, like, I, I don't know. I have you he hasn't been playing much and you know like you said like he bro he has his like he needs to learn his job basically that yeah he's gonna uh, figure it out bro and to be honest like I didn't want him to you remember I said this right you said what about Kane and thing and I said I don't want to gain these players if it means losing Bernardo and Laporte and yeah yeah and uh and Gabriel Jesus right you can check the transcripts I I 100% said that yeah and it just kind of worked out that you know we didn't get the nine but we still have Grealish is a great option and to be honest, it's not like he's playing poorly. He's just no, not no. getting on the score sheet as much because he's doing something different. And he has to figure out the system yeah, that's and it. be used to just being part of Pep's, you know, that's rotated it. squad, you don't, you which don't everybody always, is. Everybody's in know. Pep's rotated squad. Yeah, exactly. You don't always need stats, but like, no. you know, just show you need to be up. involved in games. Just yeah. be involved. Be involved. Like, I know... When Bernardo's controlling everything on the pitch, it's hard for everybody. It's hard to have a lot of guys who demand the ball all the time yeah. because there's only one ball, right? Like if Bernardo's doing everything on the pitch in terms of pressing, in terms of ball carrying, in terms of dribbling, in terms of movement, and then somebody else has, but you're like, well, dude, just like let Bernardo, Bernardo's got this right now. Yeah, yeah. And I know football comes in cycles, right? And right now Bernardo's the hottest thing and eventually Grealish will be the hottest thing because yeah. both of them are, are winger slash eight hybrids, right? They can yeah. play anywhere, which is perfect for Pep. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, season's going to be crazy. I mean... Yeah, City look good. I mean, Chelsea look okay right now. Uh, but um, <laughs> we could talk about Liverpool too to round it out. But, yeah. I, but you know, we don't praise Liverpool here. I mean, you're more willing to than I am. Yeah, I don't but, mind uh, them. They're okay. They we don't fine. we don't praise Liverpool here, right? You, you don't. You don't. You don't. Now, uh, that yeah. doesn't mean now. However, 
yeah. credit where credit is due, they've been unstoppable too. Yeah. Because they happen to have the second best player in the Premier League on their oh, team right wow. now. <laughs> this guy. So you're, you're giving you're giving Bernardo the first, then I assume. Oh, okay. Bernardo, yeah, number one, bro. Bernard, no, Bernard Dog. It works on it works on paper a lot better, but the yep. Bernard Dog is like a perfect. It works with his name so well because it's just Bernard apostrophe yeah. or, or which is his freaking name, bro. It's <laughs> Bernardo. It works. But listen, Mo Salah involved in 20, 20 almost three, 23. Two goals? I don't know. I can't do math off the top of my head like this. But yeah, 22 goals in 15 games in the Premier League, dude. Yeah. And, yeah, more, more and of the story. everybody's fantasy captain. Yeah, my captain. Yeah, we should, we should. We're doing draft next season. No way. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> no, we can talk about fantasy. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Um, more of the story is without Salah, Liverpool are kind of screwed, to be honest. Because they I mean, definitely rely on him like, to figure it out all the he's time. He's yeah. everything right now, yeah. offensively, as of this moment. Because Mane is playing like shit. Let's be real. Um, I don't think he's so playing Firmino, that well. right? Because Jota just came back in, dude. Yeah. Dude, did you don't, see Jota's mess? Yeah, but listen, you said no, he's no. like trash, bro. No, <laughs> did you see Jota's mess? I saw dude, it. I saw it. It's that's that's like that's career. That's career suicide. That's career-ending type of miss. That's I don't like know. the miss I, I that see sticks Werner with you. Werner all the time. I know. And Werner, and does Werner ever do anything good? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, For, like, it's the type that, that screws with you mentally. It's the Fernando Torres moment where after that, it just wasn't the same, right? Like, you still did things and whatever. It just wasn't the same. I know, I know. If it's that very... moment ruined Diego Jota's career, which it may have. No, no, shut up. Bro, it would be bro, really hard on him because I, wa- so I want him to succeed as a fork job. I want him to succeed. But that was the worst. Like, I've seen some pretty terrible... I've seen misses from one yard out. I've seen some terrible misses. This is... Bro, this was just comically bad. Like, the keeper's out nowhere to be found. You have two defenders standing on the line. You can literally pass it into any corner, tap it in, and he blasts it dead center at the de- at the defenders who are there. Bro, I saw Torres miss bad. an open net. What do you mean? Yo, that's, that's, hey, bro. Dude. People miss open net. Chubo Moteng cleared the ball off the line when when trying to score. That was still not as bad a miss as that. This was hilariously bad. Bro, bro. No, it was a was different sense of bad. Not necessarily the worst. Two defenders. Different, you know? different yeah, types yeah, of bad. Yeah. Different types of bad. But Listen, at the end bad. of the day, it's a very bad miss. But you know what? Yeah. Nobody ever said Jota was a prolific goal scorer. But he can still score that. Don't get me hey, wrong. Hey, you know what? He's, yeah. he's got a little bit of Falcao in him. Every time yeah. I see a little player start to be aggressive and, and score headers, I just get a little bit of the Falcao Fuck vibe. Up, but to be bro. honest, man, he's got a little bit of, of it in him. And um, Liverpool still needs some depth, right? Oh, without because a doubt, they need a this, lot of this. It. Can't this can't just be it forever, right? Like, no, no, and we no, say no. that about the elite of the elite at times. And I don't want to take away from Salah because, to be honest, you look, you could easily say, "Well, Barca's strategy for a thousand years was just Messi figure it out." And and you know, same thing with every team Ronaldo's played for since he's been of age, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, okay, Ronaldo, we need you to score, and he puts that burden on his back. The thing is, yeah. there. You know, you would trust the team to figure it out at least partially without their star man. Whereas with Liverpool, without Salah, dude, there is like dude, no, 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 no. And even that, you know, without Van Dyke, without like you know, because yeah. Van Dyke. Any team, on. you take out key pieces like Liverpool yeah. from last season, right? We're so you know screwed at the back. But, but then again, like we have, I mean, we've they'd sooner key lose Van Dyke again well. than they would Salah, right? Like, yeah. what do you think? If they, had to, if they had to choose one, like Salah is just without yeah, Nathan, question Nathan, the most but, important piece there right now. Nathan, but we we could say that though. But they did lose out on Van Dyke last year, and look what happened, yeah. right? It's true. So, so who right? The and hell you remember is, we talked about yeah. this, right? Like I remember talking about it on the show, saying 
that he gives the team the confidence to do what they need to going forward, yeah. right? Because otherwise they're so exposed. You need the rock. That's it. But and right it, now, bro, in terms of like in terms of importance to the team, I know, I know we've yeah. seen it without him, but we definitely. haven't seen what Liverpool are without Salah in this form in a while. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because yeah. every season he's figuring it out. He's getting 20 goals. But you know, I now he's a like, realistic goal tally. I don't know how African Cup of Nations is gonna affect him, but the way that he's playing right now, he has well, how many goals? I'm gonna pull it up right here. He has 13 goals and nine assists in 15 Premier League games. That's crazy. That is ridiculous. That's but he plays 90 stuff. minutes of every game, bro. Like, are you going to get – at what point do you get hurt? At what point do you get just tired? Their rotation is very low. That's the yeah. problem with Liverpool. They got, no, they got nothing for him. And we're going to see that towards the end of the season, like when we're coming to the cusp, which is the most important, you know, part of the season. Yeah. We're going to see their injury. They're going to drop like flies, you know. And it, this is mm. where the most depth wins the league. Luckily, the, we're especially using now the in the December right period, yeah, right exactly. in the December period, especially because there's bro, everybody like plays every, every day, three yeah. every three days for a month. Everybody has freaking nine games in December, and nine it's horrible. Games. What are you supposed to do? Dude, everybody gets hurt. That should be. We need a. They need to talk to that fade. That's yeah. Like they really do. Right? They gotta that's figure like, every year. Every like, year we talk about it, like bro, they yeah. have to figure this out. And every year, come January, we forget about it. Yeah. Until it's December again, and we're all and we're all pissed off. Nine games in a month, bro. These guys don't even celebrate Christmas sometimes. Dude, like, literally, or New Year's Day, bro. Oh, speaking of which, you know what the first game of the New Year is, Joe? What? City play at seven thirty a.m. on New Year's Day. Oh, I'm too messed up for that. I'm not waking hungover. No, thank you. I don't know how I'm going to watch that, bro. But anyway, no, on the conversation of depth is actually a really good segue to going through the rest of the table because, you know, we talk about this all the time. Depth is what sets teams apart unless their first team can can hold down, right? Yeah, yeah. But that that the end of that cycle for Liverpool was last year, right? It was how many people got injured because they played the same lineup for three years yeah. in a row. Yeah. And finally, it just catches up to you. But depth is a very important conversation when discussing not just title hopes, but aspirations to finish as high as possible. And we look at some of the teams in the next part of our discussion here yeah. where depth is really a problem, right? Spurs, United, or excuse me, West Ham in fourth currently, Tottenham in fifth, United in sixth, sixth Arsenal seventh. Because uh-huh. they lost today. Uh-huh. And then even all the way down to, and, and then we segue to the next part of the bracket where people we don't typically associate with, they're like Wolves, Brighton, Aston Villa are not, even Everton are probably not going to be in the top four through six conversation. Leicester's but out of it. Leicester too. are really far down. And I want to talk about Leicester actually before when talking about this, because it's the notable omissions here, right? Yeah. Leicester, without Yuri Tillemans, they are just a normal team. Yeah, they are. It I mean, shows the importance of how, how important Yuri Tillemans is. He's a freaking well, monster. And not just that, but Wesley Fofana too. Like the players who people want from Leicester, and this is seems like rudimentary analysis, <laughs> are the players that make them really, really good. And it's hard, it's easy to forget that sometimes, right? Where you look at a team and you're like, oh, bro, it's this, 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 or uh-huh, this. Uh-huh. But you forget how important just a few key players can actually be. And we're seeing it right now, right? Brendan Rodgers, is, I think, is still an excellent manager and probably will overtake an excellent squad when he eventually leaves Leicester. But without Yuri Tillemans and without Wesley Fofana, Leicester are just not the same beast. Man, They're not I mean, finishing top three. They can't really keep the clean sheets the same way. Johnny Evans is hugely important too. Yeah. But without Wesley Fofano was unreal last season. And Yuri Tillemans coming into his own as one of the best midfielders in the world, in the world, is a discussion to be had on this very show. And right now he's out and live, and they just don't control the game the same way. Yeah. I mean, it's... It- 
I don't give a shit. I hate you guys now. <laughs> like, I don't really care. Man, Leicester suck. But you know what, though? They still do have, like, some key players that that are really good that they shouldn't be in this position where they're at right now, to be honest they, with you, bro. They got the because, injury bug, bro. Like, that's yeah, the thing, right? Like, but, if they because they miss out on a few of these pieces, and right now they're in 11th. Right. Well, let's say Yuri Tillemans and Fofana is a terrible, but I think he like broke his leg and like a no, no, Fofana and then missed the whole season. Right. Like you're so screwed. But for assuming that they are managing to get their their top quality players back to full fitness, can Leicester re-enter that discussion for the top six? So they're 19 points right now. now? No, no, they're not. They're not too far gone. Depending on how they play in their next game, because the record is five, four, and six. Five wins, four draws, and six losses, which is not ideal for them. Yeah, I still, I still think they have a little bit. They can, they can, they have from all the rest of the teams. We're gonna leave them as that rest. They have a lot of quality. You know, I'm not talking about four through four through seven. I'm talking about the rest. Right. They have a lot of they have a lot of quality compared to all those guys. So I think they can re-enter the discussion depending on how injuries goes, tactics, all that stuff. Um tactics, bro. Tactics, bro. You know how it is. You know what'd be funny is if the past few seasons, what we've seen is Leicester be the team that bundles it at the end, right? They end up just messing up, they bottle it, and then they drop out of they bottled uh, the it Champions to us League last squad. year. Yeah. What if this year they're the team who's presently on the outside and then they're the ones who enter at, at during, you know, the last few weeks of the season and they push their way and they find themselves in like a top five, top six. I think that'd be hilarious yeah, looking reverse. at their place now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uno Uno reverse, reverse, bro. Yeah. Hit him with that card. I mean, yeah, no, I could, I could see that. I could still see it. Listen, just back on the topic for like the uh, four to seven. I mean, like yeah. Leicester can definitely penetrate that right now. I'm, I think their biggest problem here is depth as well. The mo- Whoever has the most depth is going to reach fourth place because, listen, West Ham, as much as they're great, they lost two of their main center backs. So Zuma out and Ogbonna yeah. out. So Dawson's going to do the job, and I don't know who you're... So- that means you don't have any backup center backs. You're going to have to mm. hit the youth. They're out. I don't think West Ham are going to last that long for now. Well, how did it... Like, we can revisit this almost in the new year once yeah, everybody new gets, year, through new year. The- gets through December because at that point, we can look at them and say, okay... Yeah. Fitness wise, how's your squad going to hold up for the next five months? Because right now, like West Ham are, look unbelievably good, but yeah, when the when you start to lose your best center backs, you lose your you, you start to really trickle down the. Then you start to lose games that you're expected yeah. to win, and then the they lost against rolls. Wolves. They're used to this stuff. They do this mm. stuff already. Like this is stupid points to lose. Um, West Ham, you know the glorified Stoke. No, I'm kidding. But like, uh, <laughs> but, well, they've won some really big games yeah, too. Yeah, the right? biggest like, games. They won but the biggest they've, games. They've but won they've won the lost biggest games the, they... the BS games, bro. The small teams. Right. Now, listen, and on top of that, I, I saw over the weekend, you know, I totally forgot Antonio Conte was the manager of Tottenham again. <laughs> this is like the third week in a row. But he, he's doing the five <laughs> in the week. back. And now we're like screwed. The whole league. Just get ready, man. Where this is Dude. it. No, the time to get ready is when he starts to spend money. Because oh. right now he's making a terrible Tottenham team yeah. perform despite Harry Kane not contributing anything. S- saw that guy, bro. Trash. When he starts to get no, and actually I want to talk about I want to talk about that for just a second, because I think it's funny. It makes me laugh. It's fitting for Daniel Levy to hold on to a guy that he told he would let go and then end up with the worst of both. Because now you ha- now not only did you not get the money, but you also don't have the striker because he's not playing like, like the guy who you need. And so you deserve instead, it. Of, you could have had the beautiful send-off for your player, 
got all the money, rebuilt your club, and Jersey Wall showed you how, we would have done it. Duzon yeah. Vlahovic, by the way. Correct. You could have had, and now look where he's linked, bro. That was a freaking shout by me. If they took that chance last summer, bro, I think it would have happened. Yeah. Look at him now, bro. 30 goals this calendar year for a U21 player. It hasn't happened in like 100 years. This guy's crazy. Anyway, they could have done that. They could have taken that approach. They didn't. They elected to go with the lesser of the managers. They elected to keep their squad. And now they're underperforming. They fire the guy and they bring in Conte. And now what? Now you better. Now you got to start getting the most out of these players. Conte knows that, right? But when they give him money, which could even be in January, I think Spurs have a legitimate chance of pushing for that top four spot. And it seems crazy because Spurs, you never want to back them to do anything good, especially with how often they lose. Mm-hmm. But... And Conte will implode a little bit here, right? When the quality just isn't there because he demands such a high level of quality. But when he starts to implement his tactics, and even if they're only getting one no wins, whatever, it's the points. That's all that matters, right? And he's starting to pick up those points. And like I said, bro, once he starts to spend that cash too, woo-hoo, Antonio Conte builds teams for short-term success. And that's where Spurs are right now. Joe, weigh in on Conte for me. Well, okay. So I know how Conte is, you know, as a ex Chelsea man, you know, we know what he can do. I mean, he made Victor Moses look good, bro. And Victor Moses <laughs> from that season hasn't done anything, just an FYI. Yeah. So Conte, you, you got to listen to him and you got to give in to every single one of his demands. Mm. You know, Conte and Chelsea and both heads collide and it doesn't work out. But I'm going to, I'm never going to forgive Conte for getting rid of Diego Costa when he was having this <laughs> season. Ever since then, bro, we haven't had a good striker. Can you believe mm. that? I mean, Lukaku... That was a long time ago. But that's crazy. And that was all Conte's fault. And not only did he do that, he also left the club midway through. We, he was just gone. We got rid of him. <laughs> so, screw you, bro. No, I'm kidding. But thank yeah. you for the prem. Thank you for the prem. It was good. That's true. Thanks yeah. for making me... Uh, what's his name? Batshuayi a star. <laughs> yeah, oh, thank you. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, but like, he, he, he knows what he's doing. He demands a lot from his players, which I, which I respect. You know, he's going to... Mm. Listen, man, if you're not playing well, Conte's going to put you on the bench. He, he even yeah. came out with Ndombele. What he said about Ndombele was 100% facts. He's a talented player. But if you're not going to put in the performances, if you're not going to train hard, t- t- I don't care. Beat I'm getting money. Yeah. I'm getting the Harry Kane money, which is $30 million by the end of the season. <laughs> garbage ass wow. but yeah basically that's my take on Conte good luck just kidding now you suck screw Tottenham screw West Ham screw Arsenal bro best team in London you already know so. all right bro there's the there's the the lukewarm takes from Joey as per usual those you, white you. hot takes Joey I'm just messing White, <laughs> okay so we kind of addressed West Ham I want to I guess the last two here for this discussion and by the way an Arsenal fan overconfidently bet me $300 that Arsenal would finish top four. But take I, it right now. No, no, take I didn't it right take now, it. Bro. No, I didn't take it. I, this was a couple of weeks ago. I didn't take it because as you know, Joe, you're a very smart businessman. Yes, yes. But this would have been a smart business decision by me, but I'm not one to gamble. What am yeah. I going to lose 300 bucks on? What would have the odd chance that everybody in the Prem freaking dies and then Arsenal get there? Yeah, I'm yeah, not taking fine. that chance, right? 100%. This is the I bet league. him, I bet him 20 bucks that they wouldn't finish in the top six. I still think I'm going to be right about that. And we look at what happened in the Arsenal game today against Everton. Correct. And what we're seeing from Arsenal is, you know, I feel like they're going to be afflicted by the same. Now, they've been good. They've been, they've been respectable. Okay, yeah, to respectable. come back into where they are. But 
I still think Arsenal are going to be afflicted by the same thing that all these other teams in, the, in similar discussions are going to be by them. And ultimately, United, and you look at how well under one game they played under Ragnik, right? Which is just one time, just figuring the difference. And they'll figure out how to like work on it even better and then be in the right positions to score more. But just one game, the difference between having Ali as manager and having Ragnik as manager. Yeah, it's crazy. You can see all the amount of chances they created, how they created them, how organized they were across the pitch. It's It was stupid to watch. It was honestly yeah. like so refreshing to watch it, even as early on in the morning as it was on. And I wasn't happy waking up early in the morning to watch it. But I, I did. I still think this... Manchester United side, even if it's just Ralph Ragnick and they don't go out and get the world beater manager, this alone, United have a, maybe not midfield depth because everybody, no matter who it is, has to play McFred until they start to, you know, bring in that influence. And maybe January is the time when Ragnick's going to say, actually, you know what? I'm going to spend a little bit of money and, and sharpen up the squad a little here. 100%. I still think United are going to be in the top four at the end of the season, right? Yeah. I, I think, think so Ronaldo too. comes up big too many times for that to to fall short. And now that I now that they're going to be tactically organized for the rest of the season, they are the fourth best team just in terms of quality and in terms of players. They yeah. are the fourth best team. 100%. So I still think I'm going to get that twenty bucks by the end of the season, regardless of what Arsenal do. Yeah. However, let's talk about what Arsenal do. Right. Th- this is just coming back to this. They, I think, are going to be afflicted by the same thing that all these other teams are, which are right now we're seeing it. Tillemans is out for for Leicester. Leicester fall. Yeah. You know, West Ham just had their 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 starting center back partnership get hurt. They're going to start to drop points, right? Thank God it wasn't Rice because then it would have been even worse. Yeah. Right. Um, Tottenham are on the come up because of Conte, but there's a lot of changes to be coming there, right? Yeah. Arsenal, I don't think have been bitten by the injury bug right like just yet, but it's coming. And ultimately, when it comes, because there's so many games to be played, and Arsenal do not have that deep a team, they're either going to have to they're going to have to make one of two decisions, right? play a lesser quality 11 and not win games because their starting 11 probably can win games against a bunch of teams. But then only playing that 11, which is your best shot at getting points, causes you the chance to get your team injured, right? So it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you play your best 11, they're going to get hurt. You're going to lose them for longer. Mm -hmm. You're going to drop points. If you don't play your strongest 11, you're going to play worse players. You're going to drop points, right? I think that they're going to be afflicted by this and ultimately they're not going to finish... I still don't think they finish in the top six. Now, I hope I'm right about that. It could be. I just would imagine that by the time Tottenham have it figured out, they're going to be a top six team. And then one of West Ham or Leicester or Wolves, if they pick up form, or Villa. Gerrard looking like a real deal, to be quite honest with you. He's turning Villa around here. I know. I know. They're all going to be in the conversation. I still don't think I made a terrible bet put placing Arsenal outside the top six. Let me tell you, man. One thing I got to say about Arsenal. Oh, but I know you have all these takes about Arsenal. Please. Yeah, like uh, Aubameyang. Get your heart out here, Joe. Tell bro, me. Aubameyang, Timo's better than Aubameyang. Let's just be right here. Okay, and Timo sucks. Aubameyang missed such a big... Man, he's been missing shots. Obama yeah. blood cut my ass. They need a striker. Uh, they need a yeah. striker, don't they? No, dude, they need a... They need... Lacazette sucks, I mean... Aubameyang sucks, so, so your team sucks. Just well, like, how about uh, this, Joe? Just hear me out here, all right? Uh, don't In give a good take. TJW101, yeah. I pitched the blowing up Lille, and I pitched Jonathan David's ideal destination, maybe not now because he's still only 21, but in a few years would, would be at Arsenal. Is it Jonathan <clears throat> David time? Because he's been arguably the best player in Ligue 1 this season, bro. Yeah, that's the, the, there's your problem, Nathan. 
Okay, he's arguably one of the best players in league. <laughs> you don't you don't think that he would be inclined to play for Arsenal? Bro? I'm, I'm They've sorry. They've been linked with him since since Belgium days. Yeah, you know what? You know who Arsenal <laughs> were linked with? Conte, Ibrahimovic. <laughs> like I don't want to hear You're any right. of that That's stuff. Fair. Okay, this is this is Arsenal. Okay, and you know what? They deserve it too. Because <laughs> all on my TikTok are these stupid idiots talking about our techers and I don't know what. When you beat Norwich, you know that's fine. Okay, do your thing. Three two against United. 4-0 against uh, Liverpool. You can't play the big games, bro. Just stop it. There's levels mm-hmm. to this game, okay? And tell Benjamin White, who's Ben White, okay, to go have a sit-down because he sucks too. Listen, this whole name. team's getting spun, bro. He doesn't like to be called Ben because he's a li- he doesn't even watch football. So what's the point? He didn't even know who <laughs> Vieira was. So shut up, bro. Yo, Get out of here, bro. I swear to God, he did it. He's like, I didn't watch Vieira. Because probably in Brighton, where, where he was playing before, <laughs> they didn't have TV there or something. I don't know what oh. the hell he was watching. Crazy ass. It's the only place in the world where the South Coast isn't the best place to yeah, be. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Vieira. That's funny because Vieira's running. Uh, did they beat Arsenal, right? Yeah. They beat him, right? Oh, dude. I don't even know. I guess. Let me, let me check the games here. Bro, because they, that would be that would be just so ironic. I don't think that that happened. Did it happen? Bro. Did, have they played yet? I don't know if they've played yet. The Arteta. No, it's 2-2. Two, two. No, 2-2. Two, two. You still got spun. You still got spun. There's no (laughs) way. There's no way, man. Listen, Arsenal, uh, I'm not going to say they're a hopeless cause because they're actually looking okay. But they just need to... They still got some big games. Still got some big games to play, right? They need to fix up. That's going to be against Press FC. West Ham, if West Ham have some fit players within the next... Not even, bro. December 15th. Bro, bro, I give a shout out to Smith Rowe. I think he's good. I think Smith Rowe is good. You know, he's coming up. He ain't no number well, bro, 10. You know what? They got like, some good, they have some good players coming they up. They have like, young players. And I don't want to be overcritical of those players. Tyranny's I just don't good. think this year, bro, so is Tavares. Like, yeah. they actually have good players scattered throughout the squad, but so do West Ham, right? Like, there are, it's just, it happens that the injury bug happens. The Arsenal factor of it all has to come into play because what have we seen to they indicate the, that it wouldn't come into play? Nathan, right? Like, Nathan. Let me. Sorry to cut you off. No, they tell played, me. They've played the same backline for like eight games in a row now. Okay, mm. one of those guys go down. Who are you putting? I totally forgot it's the true. center backs in their team. Check Chambers. They still have no Chambers. Gabriel, Gabriel, and Ben White, which is uh, making an okay partnership. No, no, but other than those guys, if these guys go down, yeah, who's coming it's in? True. Or if Tomiyasu, because he's actually been pretty good, like at handling himself. If he it's goes Cedric out, who's Suarez. your right back? It's Cedric. Yeah. So, like, you know no, I mean? you're, you're going to die. Even Ramsdale. Gonna... Like, Ramsdale's instilled a lot of confidence into the team because, um, well, yeah. Because what's his name? Lost all of his. Who's Leno, the other keeper? Leno. The German. Thank you. Leno. Leno yeah. Lost all of his confidence. But let's not forget how easy it is for a keeper to lose his confidence, right? If one of those center backs gets injured, I, I might actually argue that you take out, that you take out, um, Ramsdale's form too. And that might seem like a hot take, but I don't mean for it to be. It's just that, Ramsdale's used to conceding a lot of goals because he was playing on teams that conceded a lot of goals. Shout out, Chef. And if Ar- yeah. and if Arsenal lose one of their starting center back and they start to bleed in goals, well, Leno it took a long time to shake his confidence, but eventually we got there. We we're like, okay, he's just not that keeper anymore. But when he came, we were like, dude, Leno's a good keeper coming from the Bundesliga, right? No, I no, think that he, he is that a good keeper. Ramsdale so might fall into that if uh, if a center back or a party, right, so, somebody who protects the center backs gets injured. Because at that point, Arsenal will have to tweak the way they play, and then they're not going to score goals as much because they don't want to concede as often and blah, blah, blah. I still don't think I made a poor decision. Yeah, I, I mean, even even party, man. You make party look shit. You know, that's another thing. Like, <laughs> it, you know. A good it, midfielder, though. It's, oh, he is. I think he had a bad game. 
He had two bad games yeah. now, man. I, but over, he's a good player. I, I still good I player. like him as a player. It's Arteta, man, and his Artekers. Arteta <laughs> the wheel, bro. Okay, go on, go on, whatever. <laughs> Lampard got sacked. Ollie got sacked. Arteta's staying here forever. Okay. You know, it doesn't matter, to be honest. Like, screw Arsenal. But, you know, what? good for them. You know, seventh place looks okay. Uh, Bro, honestly, if it finished something like this, I'd be fine with it. But you're telling me that they're going to – like, where are West Ham? It would have to be that – for them to finish in the top six, it would have to be that United, West Ham, or Tottenham. And Tottenham. Like, all, like, one of them legitimately has a massive fall-off. And based on what we've seen, I don't think that that's coming. Right? So – Maybe if Arsenal can, and you know, we, it's easy. We want to override West Ham because we're just not used to seeing West Ham yeah, this high. Yeah. But what we've seen this season is that West Ham can handle with, can hang with the big clubs. So can. why can't they finish in the top six? And, right? and like Arsenal can't because they lost against the big clubs and West Ham kicked right. their asses. And, and you can't even, tell me that Conte's team is not going to finish in the top six. No I'm way, even man. if it's Tottenham, bro, Antonio Conte does not finish outside of the top six. He's going to leave. He'll leave the club if they don't finish top six. I swear if to they're God. Close. I'm not if they're kidding. close. If, they're, if he's like eighth and there's, you know, like four or five games left, I would love to just see him just quit. Like he's just to quit. really stick it to Tottenham to yeah. just be like, you know what? I'm not. I'm not finishing this club. North in London is dead, bro. North London is dead. <laughs> this is not no 1985. Even then, Tottenham, you weren't even competing. So just shut up, <laughs> stupid ass. Anyway, that's my take today, guys. That's my hot head. Uh, you're bro, welcome for this takes. quality vids and uh, quality takes. And, yeah. Thank you for joining us, Joe. I think bro. that can wrap it, right? For for episode number 120 of the podcast. Of course, bro. Thank you so much. You know how it's funny how I progressively went from cool, composed, and calm, and giving you articulated answers and stuff to just like screw Arsenal, and I'm gonna drop kick a baby. <laughs> And it's funny because you've progressively, and the view, the listeners won't know this, but you've also got progressively more into your chair. Yeah, you've just become leaning, more and more leaning. comfortable. Yeah. You've become more okay. Like at first, it was all business, right? You're talking yeah. to me about Chelsea. You're like, listen, here's the problem, here's and then the X, Y, Z, intelligently analyzing what's going on. And yeah. then as we got into the more fandom of it all, talking about the other London clubs which you despise, you just yeah. start leaning back, bro. Tactics. They suck. <laughs> I hate them. They're trash. <laughs> and that's what we come to know and love here on the Jersey Bro, Wall Podcast. Right? Only for you guys. Only for you guys. The absolute best in the business. Joey Alashkar. Joe King. No, what do we used to call you? Joey right. Dynamite. Joey Dynamite. Dynamite. That's a throwback. I can't believe we used to do that. That's Dude, what the hell? I totally forgot about that. Eh? Dude, Dude five years ago is a long time. Dude. It's been a, we've been doing this for a long no, time. No, shut bro. up. We've been doing this for five years? Five years, bro. Nathan. Five years in the new year, five years in the new year. It'll be Nathan, like that's we started crazy. The, we started planning all this stuff in literally January of 2017. What the our first hell? episode, I think, was in uh like or like very like either late winter or very, very early spring. It was like right in that window, bro. It's been almost wow, five years. bro. That's yeah. that's amazing. I'm actually really happy about that, bro. Unreal, eh? And the, as the podcast has grown, as the Jersey Wall collection has grown, we too have grown and so has our audience. Thank you, each and every one of you who tunes in each and every week. We love you so damn much. We love you guys. Where can we find more from you? Uh, Instagram at Joe King under, dot underscore underscore. And Twitter, I think I'm at Joe King. Yeah, I got I would got lucky with that one. So. This man's Joe King. And you yeah. can find me on Instagram at the Nathan Santos and everywhere else at MasterChef Nay, including on YouTube, where you can find special bonus clips of bro talk and other little small segments that we do here on the podcast. Also, find me on TikTok. I don't use TikTok for scrolling purposes, but I do for posting purposes and content creation purposes. 
Master Chef Nay, literally everywhere that is an Instagram, because Instagram, I'm at the Nathan Santos. Follow the podcast on Instagram at TJW Podcast. Um, and you can find special bonus clips and stuff there as well. That's where we promote the show mostly. Also, I have to give a little shout out here because Mina and I are going to be doing something in the next couple of weeks, which I'm very excited about. We've been we've reached out to and kind of come to an agreement with this company called Colorcast. Awesome. All right, Joe, you ever heard about them? Colorcast? Colorcast, bro. This new form of commentary. All right. They're basically doing your own hot take, hot seat commentary on games in the Premier League and MLS and Champions League, whatever it is that they posted links about, that Mina and I will be joining doing our own personalized brand of commentary on matches. Now, if you're like, bro, I don't want to hear you do play-by-play, don't worry. You're basically going to be listening to the Jersey Wall live over match games. So we're going to be talking about what's going on in the game. And I'm really excited about that. All right? So you can find that starting this weekend. I'm not sure which what? one yet. That's I'll definitely be... advertising it. Yeah, bro. It's pretty I'm so cool, excited. Bro. Yeah. We're growing here. You can yeah. find me on Colorcast. This one's important. At Master Chef Nay. All right. Find me everywhere at Master Chef Nay. Okay. Where we're going to be doing commentary on one of the Premier League games this weekend. I'm not sure which one yet. I'll, I'll stay tuned, stay posted, check the socials for that. Um, but I'm excited. We're going to be doing our own brand. It's going to be like Jersey Wall Life, bro. Dude, and I'm so freaking excited about that. I'm so excited. This is going to be cool. fantastic. Hey, bro, yeah. like we're making moves here, man. That's moves. Anyway, that's moves. That's moves, bro. That's it. That's it for this week. That's it for 120. Thank you all for tuning in each and every week. We love you so damn much. Go to elmontyouthsoccer.com to find the best jerseys on planet Earth and enter promo code TJW10 at checkout to save yourself even more money. You're telling me I can't do play by play, bro. Look at these ad reads. Bro, wow. I'm crazy, bro. <laughs> hey, what we do. Oh yeah, my you're God. my Joe Rogan. I'm John Anik, bro. That's what we do. There anyway, you go, bro. <laughs> take care, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you, and we'll see you next time right here on the Jersey Wall Podcast, baby. Woo!